What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. We got a special episode today with some special guests. Um, and because of the election, we talk about some specific things in the conversation, but not until later. So, you know, the episode has been kind of cut and moved around, so it flow a little bit differently. Uh, and it was a long conversation. So part one is going to be released today. Part two is going to be released on Thursday. So enjoy the conversation. Self-serving, persuasive talkers of everything and nothing. We, we are a conversation, conversation con artists. artists. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And as you know, Red is not with us today at the Conversation Con Artist Podcast. She has surgery, so wish her well. Send her some wishes with a listener letter if you want to. Uh, but I have some guests with me. I have Sid the Twin Kid and Colin. Uh, Sid, what's going on? Tell the people about yourself and what you got going on. Hey, y'all. I am from the podcast, Let's Not Go There. We talk about relationships and sex in a very childish, dirty manner, but it's entertaining. And, you know, we, I'm glad that I get to come and talk with Eddie and be an adult and not talk about things in a very childish manner today. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's give, t- give and take. It's give like, take, like give a roller take. coaster. It's like adult childish, adult childish, you know, in and out. I'm a child all the time. Gemini doesn't know for me a child. I'm a child all the time, pretty much. Okay. And we got Colin. At this point, you know, we might as well just call you a contributor like uh, CNN. Just be having contributors. Just like don't be on that Jeffrey. Yeah, don't be on that Jeffrey Tubin now. <laughs> no, we, <laughs> no, we can't be on the dog. No Tubin allowed. There's no, no Tubin on the Zoom call. But, we uh, might as well just call when you, when you masturbate on cam, you just Tubin out here. Oh Lord, Jesus. Colin, Colin, the the meat positivity correspondent. That's the, there we go. You know? There we so, go. I like that. Wow. So, Sid, I think Sid is probably familiar. Oh, no, you should be familiar with. Yeah, I'm positivity. familiar. Oh, you, oh, all right. I just, you know what? It just clicked in. Like it just clicked in. Oh, that's you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so look, this is gonna be a wild ride, y'all. What we doing is a whole combination of different type of letters, relationship letters, am I the asshole letters, and Colin got us on something new, which we'll let him talk about when he when he get into it. So let's just dive in. Well, first off, let me say you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. Where can y'all be found if they want to get at you? You can follow the podcast at Let's Not Go There podcast on Instagram, as well as follow me and my co-host. His name is FM Live, and mine is Sid the Twin Kid, exactly as it sounds, on Twitter. See cool. it, S-Y-D. S-Y-D, not S-I. It's S-Y. I'm a woman. Cool. Cool. Yeah, you can find you can find me, although it won't be, I'm not, you know, my posts are not all about meat positivity all the time, but uh, <laughs> Twitter and Instagram, C-A Smith 07. So pretty simple. Um, a lot of nerdy stuff. Maybe a little politics every once in a while. So, but that's, that's about it. I, I don't got nothing to say. Look. <laughs> I, well, I do have something to say, but nothing in, in detail. Look, you got with somebody and they got different politics. That shit might have been okay 10, 15, 20 years ago when it was like we all could say like, oh, we can disagree. Let me tell you something. Nowadays, you ain't no dis- agree to disagree. Nope. Ain't no, dis- ain't no agree to disagree. We got one side that's trying to put my ass back in chains and then the other side is trying to like make that not happen. So it's like, we ain't no, ain't no agree to disagree. Ain't no agree to disagree. Let's I'm saying power. black lives. I'm saying black lives matter, and then the other side is saying blue lives matter. Ain't no agree disagree. Let's see the pathway that she went down with this shit, because I'm, I'm interested in how that shit happened. Yeah. If if they explain it, we've been married oh. for three years, and she's never been political. Well, go ahead. So this so okay yeah so this will be good because there's a there's another subreddit I discovered that's for people whose marriages are falling apart because of the last four years of political climate. So it's oh, all about shit. like yeah. So anyway, okay. So let's go. Damn. Okay, we've been married for three years, and she's never been political. Once we had our second child about a year ago, she started getting really into reading mommy blogs and social media posts about the potential harms of vaccines. Uh, oh shit! That's you don't even need to say anything else, <laughs> man. Look, <laughs> I listened to her. Haven't made my own stance on it yet. I'll admit I'm not as passionate about the subject as her, so I haven't done much research and empathized with the regret she was feeling about vaccinating our kids and hoped that she would kind of leave it at that. Well, she hasn't. She's only gone deeper into the rabbit hole and she talks about 
all she talks about now is negatively about the government and what they're doing to deceive us. The vaccine blogs turned into interest in the child trafficking and QAnon conspiracies. And now so close to the election, she's admitted that her apolitical stance has now shifted into one that's pro-Republican and pro-Trump. I majored in political science, so I know all the strategies both sides are taking to try and sway the swing state that we live in. I'm anti-Trump, not super supportive of Biden, but agree more on his priority priorities points than 45 and will not be voting for him. And she's expressed her unhappiness about it. I'm choosing to respect her opinion as I feel she's entitled to it, but now she gets angry with me every time I disagree or provide evidence that refutes her position. Oh, Fake oh. news, echo chamber, all that. I've tried to tell her what she's doing is also in the realms of an echo chamber, but claims her sources are more credible and refuses to back down. At this point, I don't even want to talk politics anymore, but she keeps telling me that's not an option because it's not about politics. It's about our kids. Honestly, I'm at my wit's end, and we're fighting about this so often, even when I ask her to respect my opinion. Any thoughts uh, or others who are in the same position? Yes. Like I said, my own thought is you need to go to www.google.com and then you need to type in whatever your name of your state is first. So sounds like a swing state. So Michigan, Pennsylvania, whatever one of those swing states is. And then after you type that, you need to type divorce lawyers. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's it. Um, I don't think there's a way to this is the problem when you date someone. Now, regardless of the political stance that she has, there were signs of her being a conspiracist way before this. There's no yes. way that you could date anybody and yes. not be a conspiracist. It's impossible. Okay. Now, when you date someone that is a conspiracist, their um their opinions are always going to be ever changing. They're never going to be in a stance. They're always going to be ever changing. No principles. There's no sense of principle. So I think you have to be careful with those kind of people in general, because if there's someone that entertains conspiracies, then someone that is a conspiracist, which she clearly says is. So my thought process is she is beyond education. First of all, um, this is no against anyone who is a Republican, but not all Republican people support Trump. But if you are a Trumper, you are part of a cult because when you when people now can say that they don't believe the news and they're just getting information from anywhere. Where do you get your information from if you don't believe the news or you don't believe credible websites anymore? Where are you getting the news that you believe? That's why I'm confused. So when you have people who are beyond that kind of reasoning, I mean, if you feel like you love her and you feel like this is something that could go away, I would suggest stand away until somebody's elected and then you know of course she'll complain but eventually she'll kind of get over it. it seems like republicans were quieter when there's a democrat in office i don't know what that is about um so i don't know i mean you i think you should wait it out if you truly think the love is there and it's a moment in time and just wait till the election's over and hopefully things go back to normal or you can really put some sage on her and start to pray over her because she's a lost cause <laughs> Bro, you need to send her to a Trump rally and escape with the kids. Cause she's gonna have COVID. <laughs> Let her get rid of her like that. Let her get COVID. Hope that she get the ventilator action. I know that's 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 fucked up way of putting all of this Not shit. The ventilator action. <laughs> the ventilator action. Yeah, that that's fucked up. Fucked up to say. But you got to think about if she's anti-vaccine, anti-COVID, and she's in support of the Trump administration, how they've been dealing with COVID. She is a liability because you guys have kids together. You cannot have someone who doesn't respect the COVID priorities and what um, Dr. Valcuni has been saying about how we can prevent COVID because those are the same people that have been spreading the virus. You have children in the house. You got family members. You, I'm sure they got a dad and a mom that they not, you know, that are of a particular age that they're not trying to make things happen for. And that's a liability. So I personally think that she is not she's kind of beyond help in the same way that you quarantine during COVID. Maybe you should quarantine during the election. It's only a few days away. Just take some time and stay away from her. I hate saying it like that, but just stay away from her until this is over. Absolutely. So, so question, what is y'all's threshold for where your partner's political beliefs can go for you to be like, okay, fuck this. Um, Listen, At the point that you have kids. <laughs> I'm trying to, I don't want to like, all right, so it's like, it's cool to humble brag a little bit. So you remember I used to be in the army. So I, I worked at the White House when, when President Obama was there as like a, like a military aide. 
So that's it. Like that's that's where my you know affiliation lies, so to speak. Um, I voted in every election except the Bush and Kerry election. Um, that was the first time I was probably eligible to vote. I think I was was you know, that was two thousand and four. So I was nineteen, maybe didn't vote in that one. Um, I regret it. Um, and I've never voted for anything other than a Democrat my entire life, my entire adult life. Um, and I've, I've been one of the rare instances of people, like, I don't understand how people don't vote down the ballot too, for like their local stuff. Like I've always have researched and voted for everything on my ballot. Um, and then it's the added complication of being a black person, right? Which is like, you just, we're at a stage now where, you know, I don't, I mean, maybe, maybe. 10, 15 years ago as a black person, you could have married or got with somebody who's a Republican. But like nowadays, like, you know, for me and me and her, that was one of the first conversations. Like we meet up, talk, hang out, you know, first, first date, whatever. It's cool. Like we just chatting next date. It's like, all right, we got to, this is the interview. Now I got to go through a list of things, right? Like, so who'd you vote for? Like, you know, who you vote for next time? Like, you know, you know all, all everything right like you know do you are you a big kanye west fan or not like all like we had to, i had to go through everything to check to be able to suss out what, like do you believe in vaccines do you believe in science do you believe in data like all that type of stuff so i mean it works out because i mean she was a research chemist at at eli Lilly, so pretty clearly she believes in science because she was doing science as her job you know what i mean so it's like, so, you know, I had to get a lot of those questions out of the way. Like, that's, you know, threshold has got to be what it is. Like, and, you know, nowadays it would just be straight up. Like, I wouldn't even, if I was still on the dating circuit and was having to be dating people who were white or whatever, it'd be, do you believe Black Lives Matter? Like, straight up. Like, that's it. So do they have, do, do, do you feel like they would have to have the same ideals of you? Or is there a wiggle room, like? What if That's they what if they went over to libertarian and was like I'm voting for Jorgensen, you know nah. I'm right I'm you know nah that's too far for I mean for me yeah I mean it's just a it's I mean I got some pretty pretty strongly held views on not not on libertarian more you know generally but like just like you know we have like a rash of people now because this kind of gets into the news conversation there's like a whole bunch of people now who are you know, maybe on the far, far further left or whatever it is. And they're saying like, you know, this is why we need a viable third party in America. Cause like, blah, 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 blah. And like my response to them is like, if you're a historian at all, you study this country at all. Like this country's never had a third party and probably never will have a third party. Like that. It's just the, it's kind of the nature of the, you know, a viable one. There's third parties. There's third, fourth, fifth, sixth parties out there. You look at the, I was looking at my ballot before I voted this time. And I'm like, who the hell are these people that are running for president? You know what I mean? Like, so, but like, it's just the, the nature of the country is that like, it's always been, you know, kind of, kind of like a, a two party system going all the way back to the beginning. And, you know, I, I think that people should probably, the wiggle room comes within that, that sphere. Right. So if I, like I said, I vote for, I'm a Democrat. Right. So that's what I vote for. The wiggle room for me comes within the left on the left side of the aisle is being able to have hold some different opinions within that type of space. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you vote Republican, like you out. Like I'm sorry, like you just use out. But, um, but you know, you know, for me, that's that's where it kind of comes in. Because I mean, there's some things like on the left side, like you know, that I I don't necessarily might not agree with right now or whatever. You know, and I my opinions have changed over time. You know, I used to not believe. Marijuana should be legalized when I was in the army and was like more kind of in the government, stuff like that. Now I live in Washington state in Seattle. So you already know what that means. Like, so, <laughs> you know, there's, um, and it was actually a very big decision point of me wanting to move here. So, but then that, you know, you go, um, you know, something like, like, for example, like Medicare for all, like there are some people that believe that that should be the only healthcare that we have. There should be no privatized healthcare whatsoever. Like, my employer, I get really, really good private health care from my employer for no money, like no real, no real, have to, you know, no, not a, not a whole lot of money. And so for me, like I'm like, I can still be a liberal, progressive person and not want my actually really good employer provided private health care to be to not be an option for for me, for example, like 
sure, you can opt into something like socialized healthcare. I think that's great. But like, so there is some wiggle room there. Whereas if I, I could, I could see myself dating somebody who held a lot of the same views, but maybe she thought, no, it needs to just be hundred percent Medicare for all. Like I could, I could deal with that. That's a, that's a, we can agree to disagree or we can have a discussion about the nuance and everything. Cause we're both trying to get to the same goal there, which is like, trying to help people who have affordable health care, but there's different ways to do that versus trying to date somebody who's like, we need to throw Obamacare in the trash. We, you know, that there's, there's a, that's a hard line where like, there's not a lot of, there's, there's not a lot of, there's not, there's not a lot of meeting in the middle anymore. Like, you know, that, that's kind of a myth to me where, you know, yeah. where there's, there's, there's certain viewpoints where like, there is no compromise. There is no meeting in the middle anymore. Like it's, there's, there's a group of people who want to make the country a, a totally different place than, than the other side. So, I agree. Look like you froze again on point. Yeah. I'm always looking dumb as hell when it's I another, freeze. Too. Another real bad freeze, too. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I was looking. I was just like, what's going on here? Yeah, my camera freeze like every 40 minutes for some reason. I don't know why I do that. This one was a quicker freeze than the last one. I don't know what's going on. Um, For me, it's a little different. Um, I have always been someone who has chosen candidates and not necessarily aligned with any specific party. Just in general, I always go off what the candidates offer, their policies that they offer, and I make my decision based off of that. It just has been so happened that majority of the candidates that I have particularly had a favoring to were Democrats. But if Democrats for any way, shape, form or fashion put up anybody and they don't align with what I want, I'm not going to align with that party. I've never told anyone that I am a Democrat or a Republican. I vote based specifically off the candidate. Now, that being said, it wouldn't make sense for me to vote for Trump. He doesn't offer me anything, including that damn whack-ass platinum plan that don't make any sense and doesn't have any specific policies geared towards black people whatsoever. Um, we'll get to I'll, it. We'll get to that later. We'll um, get to it, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. But for me personally, being, someone being a Republican is not a um, an automatic no for me. It's only a no for me if you are a supporter of a candidate that I, doesn't align with my views. If you're someone and you say that you have more conservative views, so do you typically vote Republican, you could be someone like Mark Rubio, who has policies that Obama did favor. And it's still technically a Republican. And someone who, honestly, if if it was a Mark Rubio versus Biden, I may be voting very differently. For me personally, Trump is not just, he's not just a Republican. He's way past just being a Republican issue. He is now a symbol to a whole different group of people of white supremacists of nazis of of fucked up cops like we he's a totally different symbol he's a complete symbol of hate and for me it is not just about the policies that he's created there are a couple policies here and there that he has done that he hasn't completely fucked up to be honest but there have been a majority of his policies that go against completely against disenfranchised people like i don't want to ever have someone that's a part of my group of people who feels like People who live in a certain housing group of people should be like when he I'll never forget when I was um, hanging out with a friend of mine who is a Republican, but who is not voting for Trump. We live in a suburb. I live in a suburb. We all live in a suburb. And we were watching and he said something about um, I give I gave, you know, white women. Can you learn to like me again? Like I helped. I saved your homes. I saved your communities. And. I was looking at her and her husband there just like, this is just ridiculous. This is crazy. <laughs> I can't believe he is saying this on the air. So I, for me, when I date, I do ask people's viewpoints. I don't want anyone that's a psych- psycho liberal where you like to the point of like, you can't be flexible. If I agree, you know, we can't agree to disagree. I don't want to be with anyone that we can't agree to disagree in general. I don't want to be like that. But I also don't want someone that puts their political stance above my livelihood. So you, if you're someone and you don't believe in Black Lives Matter, I don't care what you are, we can't date. If you're someone and you're just like, the cops can't do no wrong, or you believe in these respectability politics, these Bill Cosby politics, that's why I like to call it, where you, if you look or you act a certain kind of way in front of cops, then you're gonna be saved, we can't date. If you're someone and you feel like, you know, the environmental health is not a part of your priority list and you feel like, then we can't date. So it's about just you having a certain moral compass more than you having a political stance. If you aren't a good person, because these all go into the groups of good people, then yes, 
we can't date. I just feel like if you don't have a good moral compass in anything in life, I don't want to date you. And that goes with you and your political stances. So that's just kind of how it works for me. I don't really have a good way of asking about it. I just kind of wait and see if it comes up. I do ask about the election because I want to date intelligent people. I don't want to date nobody dumb that don't like follow nothing in life. So, yeah, of course it comes up. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just about people having a good moral compass more than them having a, poli a certain political stance. Because um, if you're voting for Jeb Bush, I'm going to frown at you. Yeah, that's still a fucked up decision. I'm going to frown at you quite a bit. But you're if you're someone and you're like a even if you're a Democrat and you're voting and you don't know the policies and you don't know anything about the administration that you're a, a part of, that still makes me kind of frown at you because like you don't even you're giving someone a vote that has a complete control over an entire system and that's just not just that's for your mayors that's for anyone that you're not following i think that's an issue because that's about you having a fucked up moral compass in general yeah. you need to know you have a huge responsibility and you should have a moral compass about the people mm -hmm. that you're inclusive for like if you had a woman and she's saying like these women rights are like they're thinking about taking birth control and y'all not trying to have no more kids and you're not trying to vote for that something's wrong with you you know, something's wrong with you. That's just point blank, period. Yeah, I, I, you know, I consider myself liberal, but I don't like to consider myself Democrat. I feel like Democrat is a prepackaged system of, you know, how to keep power. Um, but my I'm, my liberal ideals overlap with Democrats to the point that Democrats are what I vote for because they are the party that's moving closer to, to my ideals. <clears throat> and I like to make sure that people know that my ideals come from my foundation and my upbringing. It's no candidate that's going to convince me right now what to believe in. Because the reason that I feel like prison reform is needed on a higher level is because my daddy spent uh, his time in jail from when I was three to 14. You know, the reason that I feel like minimum wage need to be upheld is because my mama worked uh, at Walmart my whole childhood and didn't make uh, enough money to buy herself clothes for real. You know, um, the school system I grew up in, the reason I don't fuck with Betsy DeVos is because the school system I grew up in was broke, didn't have any money, fired a bunch of teachers in my ninth grade year, and they had two more years to finish their, you know, contracts out, but they all left. And so coaches taught most of our classes. So I wasn't prepared to go to college. I'm in debt right now because of that lack of preparation for college and going there and flunking out my first stint at Auburn University, you know, and so my life has informed what I believe. Now, I don't quite know exactly how, what the answer is on a mass scale. So that's why like the democratic debates are healthy for me because I get to see the range of all the options that a government has to address the things that I have, you know? And so that's just what I believe is a part of who I am. And I choose the person that mostly will most likely get me closer to what I desire, desire to have. Um, and I feel like if I'm choosing you as a person that I value, then um, and you understand that you got to where you are based on your life and your beliefs. First off, I'm going to date like I'm going to align with people who are closely more aligned with me, you know, and I feel like if the shit if the shit deviates at some point, that's one of them extreme. That's one of them Napoleon type situations where <laughs> shit don't went south somehow for some reason and we need to get you some help. Before I just like, what article did you read? Like, what sentence did you read that made you say, "Well, that shit ain't right." This is where I'm at now. What the like? I want to read that convincing motherfucker. You know, <laughs> to that see. Motherfucker. <laughs> That's what I want. I want to read that shit because I want to know if they really know what they're talking about, or if your ass was just on the edge of of going in a direction that was too far away from me to help. You know. And, and I never would have thought about it like this until Trump. I never would have thought about it like this until Trump. I'm thinking about it like this now because it's showing me that America can get worse. <laughs> yes. Yes. It can get worse. I always operated like, damn, shit is bad, but we, it can get better. And it's like, to me, it's like I always tell people like, you know, America ain't as bad as it was, but it's like racism is a fire that's been put out, but you still can't fucking jump on top of the goddamn smoking ass heap. Shit still goddamn hot. It's like the fire back now. <laughs> That's what it is. The fire done came back. And so it's like it making me think in different ways. Like my my kill switch before used to be like, 
if you never done drugs before and you become a crackhead at some point, that our relationship is over. You know, I, I can't deal with that shit. You know, now I gotta add with politics to the shit. You know, like yeah. Now, if you don't become a crackhead, but if you become a, a Trumper or a Tea Party Republican, then we don't align no more for real. That was the precursor. To all yeah. That, yeah. That tea Party. It's just the the one thing that so like I I I, I like what both of y'all said. Because, like, I was saying, like, you know, I identified as, if you have to pick a party, I identify as a Democrat, right? Because, like I said, realistically, like, you got two parties and, like, but I, you know, my, the ideal, the, the ideal version of what this country could look like and should look like is where the three of us, who all probably share a lot of the same views, you talk about environmental protection, take care of the environment, you know, all that kind of stuff, like, and and prison reform, um, minimum weight, all these things, right? Healthcare, all this stuff. We might have little nuanced differences in what, our, what we think about that, but that but we're all able to sit and have a discussion on it and be able to talk about it. And we all are focused on the same goal, which is making everybody's lives a little bit better. And we're just, we're in a state right now where, you know, in this country where there's a line drawn down the middle and we got all of us who maybe, like I said, don't necessarily identify as a Democrat, but you identify as more liberal. I didn't, we're all kind of, though, trending in that same direction where all the candidates you want to support kind of have that same stuff. I wish we could get to a point where we're talking to two candidates are doing a debate, I mean, it's a Democratic debate or otherwise, and I'm really watching and paying attention because I want to hear what one person says about minimum wage versus the other person. We don't, you know, we're, we're in a place right now where... 90% of the stuff that I support, obviously, or actually, you know, really, it's like it's like 100% is on the left side with Democrats because the other side is getting up there and they're saying, hey, would you you want to renounce white supremacy? And they're like, stand by. And it's like, <laughs> yo, like you can't even like how that's not even politics anymore. Like that's the that's the like we're so fat. Like I, like, I hate what people are like, oh, everything's got to get all political. And it's like. You post like, hey, Black Lives Matter, like I really wish police would stop killing black people. And you always get like the white dude who's like, why are we going to get all political on Facebook? It's like that shouldn't be a political issue. Like police killing people with impunity should not be. A, it's not that's not a political problem. We shouldn't have people where you draw a line in the sand. It's like Democrats want police to stop murdering black people and Republicans are like. And they kill white people, too. That's the crazy thing. They so kill white the people, other, too. The whole thing is reformed. Part. Right. That's the so that's the part where it's like. You know, they they they've aligned it more so as, you know, where it's because because like the Black Lives Matter protesters go out there and protest no matter what happens, whether the police kill somebody. Right. It doesn't matter if the, the person killed is black, white or otherwise, like they're out there protesting because the whole issue is, hey, police should stop being able to just kill people, kill unarmed citizens. Right. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that disproportionately they usually kill us more more than they kill other people. But like the issue still is there. But they they've gone ahead and decided to align themselves to that. And so it's so funny when you see like the crickets, a white dude gets gunned down by police. And it's like, you know, there was one, the dude got, he got shot. He was hands down with his hand on his head in a, in a hallway in an apartment building. And they just shot him and killed him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, where's the blue lives matter crowd? Where's the, like the, yeah, police, thin blue line. They were all dead silent. You know what I mean? As soon, you know, yeah. And so it becomes like a, They've co-opted it and made it more of a of a white versus other thing or a Republican versus everybody else thing or like exactly. So now we're you know we're just in this state where you know you gotta pick 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 one team you know hopefully and then and then try to hold that team accountable. So that's why people are saying like they don't yes. want to vote for Joe Biden because of blah blah. I'm like okay well look we got major problems that go way beyond that you don't like Joe Biden's Medicare stance. So let's get him in there first so we can get all the trash out. But then hold him accountable. If he doesn't, you know, go and and do what you want him to do as far as the healthcare concerns go, that's when you continue to protest, continue to write, continue to do everything. And then if they don't do it by the time the next cycle comes around, you vote them out. That's what and we're this, supposed to do. And there's so, another dynamic, you know, that that I point out every now and then is that white people have the luxury of being able to look at themselves as individuals um, versus us as a culture where we were slaves together, we were. Um, and Jim Crow together, we are, you know, brutalized together, we are massively massively incarcerated together, and they look at us through a lens of all as the same. You know, mm-hmm. white people have have the luxury of not identifying themselves in the context of the group. And that's a situation where it's like, you know, they joke about this on Comic View, well, I say Comic View, like, Comic View old as fuck, but com- some comedians joke about this where it's like, 
when you hear about a shooting or something deep inside black people be like i hope that ain't they ain't black because we know that collectively mm -hmm. we're all going to be looked at through the lens of that yeah. person doing some bullshit. Yeah. white people don't have to do that they don't have to hear somebody got killed and think uh, how is this going to connect to my existence because that that's a luxury that they have of being the motherfuckers that made the rules you know and so i think a part of it is they they can be single issue voters and not think of how it impacts the people next to me too you yeah, know versus to do that. Uh, we can't you know and that's what makes it hard like the black vote as much as i respect what i want done for my culture as a single issue vote is still a problem because if you if you vote for somebody that say they're going to give you black but they have loosened up the epa standards that would allow the kids in flint to get sick like they did which was predominantly in the black community, then you are still contributing to the downfall of the black community. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't like, I, I want some shit for myself as a black person, but I also have to vote for somebody who will make the world more environmentally conscious when it comes to the kids that look like me, where factories and plants are going to try to move over there. That's what happened in Birmingham. Soon as these EPA standards loosened up, uh, it's a paint factory over here that they tried to move to, away from a newly gentrified area to the north side of Birmingham. That became a big, big point of contention between the mayor and the city council because they wanted to just move this fucking toxic ass place from what used to be the black community to the new black community because white people moving in there. And yeah. so, like, I can't be a single yeah. issue voter for a whole bunch of shit because we still get disproportionately impacted by all of those other things by that everything other, exactly and on a chance that the motherfuckers who are saying that we'll do this shit for the black community will do it on a chance that they'll do it but we know that they rolling this bullshit back they're gonna fuck up kids when government need to yeah. be responsible for lead pipes mm -hmm. you know when we know mm -hmm. that they're impacting the potential uh uh for kids in public schools finances or, or the, the funding to be impacted because charter schools are opening up, you yeah. know, and, and they supporting it. So it's just a whole system where a single issue vote is not something that we have the luxury of being able to have as a culture that's impacted negatively by so many systems back to back to back to back. I wish we could get there. You I, mean, I mean, I think it's even harder as a black woman, because not only do I have black issues to think about, I have women issues to think about because Women, we are like one little tiptoe about sliding into the handmans, handmails, handmails tail. Yep. We are literally so close to it. Yeah, so like, one, Supreme, one Supreme Court case away, really, at like, this point. Yes, which is one of the main reasons why a lot of women were fighting so hard against Trump is because he had such, okay, even when you have a president in office, the idea is, is that they're supposed to cater to still two different groups of people. They're not supposed to just cater to one group of people. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately for Trump, is he doesn't play ball very well. He holds the ball. He does not go back and forth very well. So first of all, it was a disrespect that they even pushed the Supreme Court nomination even through. Like, it was crazy to me. Like, I kind of thought it was a joke at first, like, that we were even fighting about it. Because I'm like, oh, they're not going to push that through. Like, once again, no, it's... The, it's, this is why I say like this voting for Trump is not just about is no longer just a political stance. It is a morality exactly. stance. It's a morality exactly. stance because you're basically saying we don't care about women having rights anymore. We don't care about them having birth control. We don't care about them because a lot of these people that say they pro-life, they still use birth control. You can't have that no more. They're saying in general that they don't want children need to be born now. There is a huge, there was a huge story that went out um, in the UK, I want to say the UK Daily Mail, that basically they were talking about the fact that white people are not procreating enough. And I feel like that is one of the huger stance of the reason why they're trying to push through, and it doesn't matter on everybody else that's going to get involved. They want more children. They need more children. They do not want to become a minority. And the issue that I have with those kind of issues is white people are not going to get punished it's going to be black people right. that are going to be essentially black women. There are already black women that were punished, you know, with the bill that was pending 
that they ended up fighting with the Supreme Court case. The woman in Alabama ended up um, losing her child and they ended up taking her to court and trying to put her in jail because they thought that she induced her own like they thought her own miscarriage. They thought she induced it on herself. They're going to take that way of incarcerating more black women like mm -hmm. white women are not going to go to jail and the mass massly because of this it'll be mostly black women and hispanic women and asian women that'll mostly go to jail for this and i think for me it's a morality stance it's a morality problem it's not just about you being oh well you know i like for them to because even though republican party is going away from their original views they're supposed to be moderate spenders they're supposed to be very conservative and we have a president who has sex scandals we have a president who says he likes to grab people by the pussy there's nothing conservative about that and they are not moderately spending we've spent more money in this administration than we've spent in a very long time with them heck they spent more than the bush administration which is insane to me mm -hmm. so it's about not only is it a morality complex but republicans need to really start thinking to themselves are you even voting for the original views and values of your party and i think that's one thing that that we need to do a better job at understanding because like most re all Republicans are conservative, but not all conservative are, are Republican, I'm not, I'm yeah. Republican because yeah. a lot of conservatives, Republicans like conservatives do believe in small government spending, but Republicans don't believe in small government spending. They believe in spending money on the same shit as conservatives believe in spending it on, but not as much because Republicans just, they just want to spend as much money as they say they the Democrats want to spend just on the shit that they want to spend it on. They believe in saying it out loud, but but yeah, you know, then it's like they're doing something else, you know, the, you know, yeah. it's yeah, it it's just a whole crazy situation. But you know, we here now, we in politics now. You know, so <laughs> yeah. we, welcome to politics land. <laughs> and we but we two hour and a half hours in the podcast too, you know. So we do it let's lock, We need lock to do this. another show. We need to do we need to do another show. So uh, we got you, you okay with doing that's a long another podcast. show? That's a long podcast. So it's a long podcast. It's really up to you guys. I mean, once again, I don't got shit only thing I wanted to say was about Wayne. Little you want to just you just do we just want to do just a quick little segment on Wayne and then let's just not Wayne out. But we we gonna have to, we are gonna have to get back together, man. This, I was, this what's is a good a, conversation. What, what, what's a coon to a goblin? That's what I was. About. <laughs> that's it, that's it right there. <laughs> like. That's all I had to say. That's we could. I could end this. I could end this, the, the episode on that because, like, that's all so I got to say. To, I'm. I mean, I was never a Lil Wayne fan, and he's always been problematic. Did, not really. Yeah. He's I been mean, all, hell. Like he got I a dark skinned daughter. Love he, Lil Wayne. He has a dark skinned daughter, and he has a dark skinned first love of his life, and he went on the air on was it Fifty Cent's podcast and said to me, um, mm. he said to all, the whole vast majority that, you know, he prefers others and white women because they seem more exotic and black women are not exotic enough for him. After he, I mean, I, he'd been making messed up statements and I felt like that was going to get him canceled. He, he made a Black again, Lives man. Matter statement. He, he made so many black statements. Black Lives Matter ain't got nothing to do with me, basically. He talked about, I don't see racism because the white kids in the front be throwing their hands up at my concerts and shows. I used to love Lil Wayne. I used to love Lil Wayne. And the reason that I love Lil Wayne, and it would have been any artist who done this, is because he clearly... he made fire music, too. I mean, he, he made he, fire he music, but what he did that I really like when artists do that's my age is they make reference to all the shit that I've watched. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He made references to all the cartoons I watched, to the music I watched, to the movies that I watched. He did that shit all through his music. So I was just trying to, you know, get to that part of it. You know, that's what I liked about Wayne. But that's pre-skateboard Wayne. Post-skateboard Wayne is dead. He's dead to me. And now he's pre and post-skateboard. Yeah, not the post. Not the post-skateboard. The moment that he said I'm a skateboard, and you can watch this video on YouTube, he jump on that skateboard and he fucking eat the fucking pavement. <laughs> and like you know what the hell he doing? And that Wayne died for me after that. His music wasn't the same. His interest wasn't the same. It don't sound like he's rapping for the culture no more. It sounds like he's rapping for Money. The money, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like an art Kanye. anymore. It's like Kanye too. I guess the question becomes: How much credence should we give celebrities when it comes to this? Is it is it a problem of we don't like celebrities talking when because we we okay with celebrities when they say something that we agree with, but when we don't agree, so should celebrities be able to put their words out there? Should they not? Yes, and we have every right to cancel them. That's the that's that, that's how it goes, right? It's like like Michelle. I mean, 
see, it's for me, it's um, it's a little different. The problem I have is that they make money off of these opinions. They make money off these opinions. Like mm -hmm. they're not just they're that's the problem that I have with it. Like Chrisette Michelle, she made money off of that opinion. She made five hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars. That was the last five hundred thousand dollars she made in the United States, and she made money off that opinion. Kanye West sold merchandise and products and got inter got interviews and got in certain kind of positions from that opinion. So he made money from that opinion. So it's not just a, an opinion. It's not them just stating an opinion. They're making money off of those opinions by aligning with a certain group of people. So if you're using that to make money, then you shouldn't make money off of the people who are people that are going to be harmed by that same opinion. Or the people who got you there. Or the people that got you there, like Kanye West. Like Kanye the, West. The, a huge part of his career happened after he said that statement about Katrina with George Bush, saying that George Bush did not like black people. That was a huge turning point for his career. Like, black people started really fucking with him because I'm going to be honest with you. He was known, he was always known for making good music by all means, but he wasn't an icon in the African American community until he made that statement. Because we were like, he's putting his job on the line, he's putting himself on the line. That is what made him align with us. So when he stopped doing that, he became a different fixture. A completely different fixture, to be honest. Um, a, a fixture I can't really get with. And I'm from Chicago, so Kanye heard me more, way more than Lil Wayne did. I was like, damn, that's Kanye. It was like, I'm a nerd from Chicago. Like, I was. How you feel about Chance the Rapper then, being from Chicago? Um, I never claimed Chance the Rapper. He does not make music for me. Um, I always felt like, I never really thought of him as being a, as good of an artist as everyone else did. So that was my, I never felt a connection with him, but once he started making the statements that he made without any kind of credibility, without any fact, without any anything, like he always likes to pop his head out on Twitter, make a problematic statement and then disappear in the background, but never wants to mm -hmm. validate or back anything up. I mean, he a kid to me. I don't, I don't really have anything to say about him, to be honest. He's, he, he that, that, you know, like Kanye West is an elder to me, so he holds more weight because I grew up with him. But as an adult, it's hard for a new artist to influence me in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Yeah. You know, it was good to see uh, Childish Gambino uh, emulate his character in Atlanta. If y'all yeah. saw that. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, it feels good to believe that Chance the Rapper is this like underhanded, sneaky-ass motherfucker. But at the end of the day, it seemed like he just he too Christian to be rapping the way that I, I care about. Like he made some kind of tweet. Yeah. He talked about some show or something that was happening and was like, it seemed cool, but you know, this magic thing ain't Christ-like, to be honest. And then on that show where they was rapping, you know, one dude did a video and he was like, You gotta be careful who you let handle your music because it looked like it was some demonic, you know, it was some demonic symbols in that and you know. That don't hit hard with the he, Christian population. I'm like, he's a, he's a fake Christian to me though, because he and that's I, I'm I'm gonna go too far with that, but I feel like it's fake Christianhood when you you can support somehow you can find ways to be supportive towards people who make very offhand and backhanded statement about the black community in a way that could be very harmful, as in like hurtful, harmful, as in people could die, kind of harmful. You can support or try to protect people that make those kind of statements, but then people need to watch what they put in their videos. It just seems very contradictory to me. Yep, it is. It's very, and I mean that's fine because he's 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 young. He's a kid. He's still trying to figure things out. And I don't, I don't cancel young people because I know I was young and dumb. I used to say a bunch of stupid shit and do stupid shit all the time. I don't cancel younger people. They they got time and room to grow and understand and learn and re and unlearn these awful ass behavior patterns. But people like that's as old as Kanye and Jay Z and Lil Wayne. They should have been known better. I feel like they are not above being canceled. I like some of that. Okay, I was I was just gonna say like my so if we want to talk about cancellation very very briefly for for Kanye, my 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 cancellation of Kanye started earlier than than him than than his recent antics so to speak like it it honest to be a hundred percent honest with you it started when he first came out with the album in eight oh eight where I felt like he was taking a wild departure from the 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 style of music and everything in his art form that got him to where where he was um didn't like the album um and then you know and then and then and then things started to get weird right where <laughs> yeah you he was know, on drugs that's why he was on drugs yeah and then you know then he, then he came out and he was calling himself Jesus and I was like I'm not an overly religious person 
but I was like, that's not a like 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 you like like you you're a you're just you're a you're a musician. Like I mean, yeah, you're an iconic musician, or at least you were. You were an iconic musician, and so you do have a lot of weight. And and maybe you are, you know, I guess in the in the rap community, the rap game, you could compare yourself to a Jesus like or a prophetic like figure if you want to. But number one is somebody who grew up in and around hip hop, and like that's not what hip hop and rap is about. Like it's not about the whole culture of it is not about trying to like lay out a prophecy, depending on you know maybe what subgenre of hip hop or rap music you listen to. But like that's where it is. and then the weirdness started, and then I was just kind of like it was more of a soft cancellation of yeah. like a yeah I'm just not gonna listen to his stuff anymore. You know what I mean? Because like I just you know, and then it was then he started saying problematic stuff, and so for me it was like. Yeah, but he's been like off his rocker and kind of weird anyway. Like I'm not giving any weight to to what he's saying. So, yeah. So then he comes down that damn escalator with that blonde hair at Trump Tower, and I'm just like, <laughs> so for, for, for a lot, so many people. The part was like, so many people hadn't been paying attention. I guess they've been wrapping themselves around the albums so much and being like, oh, musical genius, musical genius, and then they're like, oh my god, what happened? And I'm like, what do you, where y'all been? Like he's been, he's been in a slide for like a decade of getting to. To craziness and to weirdness, like this, this is not a shock to me that he would suddenly come out and, you know, some stuff was is pretty like, and well, then you know that's mostly mental health related, like you know, like Harry I mean, Cubs didn't as free an to artist, play. I'm, I'm like, yeah. I'm like my man, like yeah, bro, sit down, like you're done. I sit down. You like you done, like you done, like now, now when when we did want to hear from you because you were talking, to, you were trying to get black people into the into the into the forefront after Hurricane Katrina and like we wanted to hear from you because you had a platform that you're using to help like advance our our cause in a way of, of trying to achieve some semblance of better equality in this country. Like no nah, now now what I need you to do is the the horrible phrase of like they were talking about telling LeBron to shut up and dribble is like no Kanye like you need to really like just go in the studio and just make music. Like just like cause like when you when you talk when you talking like it's super problematic now. Like, you like, know, I was done. I mean, I've never been. I mean, I, I look, I can all his first three albums. I know all them songs, you know, yeah, 808, I, I and, music, 808 and Heartbreak. You know, you know, I saw that as an ode to his mama. You know, he had yeah. unresolved yeah. grief and trauma and that's what it was. And uh, I just don't think he ever recovered from that trauma. Um, yeah. but where, where I was done, I was done with him at several points. I was at done with him on, uh, in the context of his narcissism and, and entitlement yes. when he put out that poop de poop whoop de whoop shit, you know, just, yeah. just to show them that people, you know, fuck with me, I can do whatever I want. And then when he, as on the mental health tip, when he came out saying bipolar is my power, when he was notably not taking his medication. Like yeah, that's the wrong message to send to people that had that that shit, you know. Because now I don't know if it's his superpower medicated or his superpower unmedicated. I don't know what he meant, and that ain't healthy for my profession for people to think that, you know, the shit that they got going on with with their bipolar means something, you know. And you know, it is what you it got, is. You got a powerful platform, man. You gotta you gotta be really careful about it. And so that's like the. Yeah. To the point, like the question, like can should celebrities be able to say stuff or be canceled? They should or... be able to, but I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's but America, they need right? to understand that yeah. they're that you if you the opinions that they make that are money, they make money off those opinions. They're not regular opinions. It's not like you, one of us, going on Twitter saying, "Fuck Donald Trump" or "Fuck yeah. Kanye." We not making no money off those opinions. I'm also, not making no coins off of that. So with the other part, like you could also hurt your money with your opinion. I mean, that's like the you, you know, and we got we mostly can hurt Ice ourselves. Cube, Ice Cube's got a lot less likes on the tweets he's been sending lately versus the tweets since before that. He is an old man. head that should have just know? been quiet. He should have. He's an old head that should have been. I understand the idea. Like even with Kanye, yeah, I really. understood that there was a mental idea, and I feel like with artists, they're not the best with like saying their ideas. But yeah. Ice Cube is not a politician, and he doesn't understand like. Politicians are lawyers. They go to school for this. There is a lot that goes into litigation that is more than just writing right. a few things a, on a, a piece of paper. Yes, it's a complete yeah. profession. It's Look, not. I don't want. I don't want to hear Joe Biden rapping. No, because right? that's not his hear, profession. Right. Like so. That's like the. That's like it was so weird to me. People were like we need to get rid of all these career politicians. I'm like, no, we don't. Like when I go in to get my shoulder operated on or get open heart surgery, I'm not like you know what. The dude that's been performing open heart surgeries at at whatever hospital for thirty years. Now I want him. You know who I want? 
I want that dude over there who's been a circus clown for the last 10 years. <laughs> and this is the thing, like, if we're going to get rid of the career politicians, it need to be the right way to get rid of them. It need to be re- gathering and rallying up people that you support to run and voting them out. Motherfuckers, act, they want to do it like a state of the union. They just want to goddamn blow the whole goddamn Senate up in a session, you know, yeah. to get rid of the old politicians. Like, I want new, and I Mitch want McConnell new politicians. Gonna go. Yeah. I want I want new politicians who are gonna be new career politicians to replace the old ones. I don't want young politicians. We need young ones. Younger people. We need younger yes. people. We do not need people in their seventies, which both our candidates are what in sixties or seventies. We 70s. do not need this no more. I'm tired of seeing this. We need people who are younger, who have fresher views and a fresher eyes on society. We do not need these yeah. kind of people. I'm tired of get, getting there. That's we're what's happening. There. That's what's yeah. happening. They're yeah. in the house, you know what I mean? There's folks running for the Senate and stuff like that, There's local elections like we're getting we're getting there. That's I mean that's the one thing that's like you know I when you know when people are there's a you know a lot of people wanted to basically blow the whole system up and think we're gonna elect like a you know a 35 year old president right away and I'm like no nah, we got to get there we got to you know as much as I wish you know like I'm a big fan of AOC out of New York like I wish she I was her. running for president right because like her. that right there that's I would vote for her ten times over ten but like we'll get there we got to like people you know. Yeah, start off, like, we definitely you know. got to start off slow. We definitely that's, start and off that's slow. been my dialogue because, you know, uh, I'm on a radio show on Sundays and I was like, listen, just to be blunt about it, Trump, Biden, Connell, Lindsey, Pelosi, Schumer, they all going to be dead in 10, 15 years, okay? Or they're going to be too old to do their damn job. Tired, you know, whatever. are we going to let their protégés be the replacement or are we going to let our protégés be the replacement? I mean, we're already seeing all of these grassroots movements with Jamie Harrison in South Carolina. Yep. Corey Bush just won. I mean, AOC won her shit. Ilhan Omar won their shit. Yep. The reason that uh, conservatives have to steal politics now the way that it looked like they doing is because they know that it's becoming blacker, it's becoming more feminine, it's becoming more LGBT, it's becoming more persons with disabilities, it's becoming all the shit that they've been writing legislation to keep these groups subdued for so long. And now all of the legislation that gonna change the world for the better for us that's done passed in the house is sitting on fucking Mitch McConnell's desk that he don't want to put out there. And, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. And so this shit is changing. If you know, if you pay attention to politics, it's changing. And what I'm trying to fight against is people believing that the Democratic Party is what it is and it's always going to be this versus yes. looking and seeing. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's, not. it's changing. It's changing people before ain't, our eyes. People ain't yeah. noticing that. And it's, you know, it's the reason why they're bowing out of the system because they think that there's nothing that can be done about it when it's already transitioning right now. Number one thing, man, I was challenging somebody here in Seattle because Seattle's like notoriously like very liberal. And then there's a you know very strong sense of like a lot of people who are socialist, like very far left here and stuff like well, that. Let me and break like, into that. Let me break into that real quick, because when I was in Seattle, one, it really gave me a new perspective of what liberal is. It made me realize that somebody can be liberal because they somebody can be liberal, liberal because they want to breastfeed their baby in public with no issues and they want feminine uh, women issues on the forefront but they still don't give that much of a fuck about blackness <laughs> like yep. that's I, and when i was in seattle i was like it's hard to find a black person in a separate city that's notably liberal and people were still looking See, at I me wish, like i was black i wish it wasn't covid because i would have told you and i think i was out of town too but you was i would have told you need to come down to south seattle we we out here like I went look, I, I all the other places though it's hard. It is it is real hard. So we so. was looking for some hood food. I said we gonna go find oh, some hood that, fish. I, and I found this fish place and I drove there and that's when I saw all the signs up that was Black Lives Matter signs. I said, I was in my, you probably in my neighborhood. You remember do you remember where you went? Uh it was a fish place that was across from like a Safeway store, but the fish place was on the corner. It was like a new little shopping center. I can't remember Emerald the name. Emerald City. Emerald City fish. Yes, that's exactly what black it was. Owned. It's black owned. It's a black owned spot. Yeah. That no. Right. Yo, that Safeway, I tell people who are like, there's no because we always hire people from outside of Washington and they move here and they're like, We are, where's the you know, there's no black people in this area. Like, cause they be living like over across the water. Like they, yeah, there ain't no black people out there. It's like Trump country. Like you get like far, far, far like suburb server, like ain't no black people out there. I was like, I promise you, Rainier Avenue South, on the south side of the city, that Safeway that you saw, there are times a day, I'm not afraid of anything. I was in the Army, I've been to Iraq, like, 
there are times a day I do not go to that Safeway because that is like, I'm telling like, we are in the building. Like, it is strong. <laughs> like, it is very strong, man. Like, but, but look, out of that whole trip, like, in terms of communicating with the community, that was the best experience I had because the man that was there, he said, you sound like you from somewhere different. And I said, yeah. you know, I'm from Alabama. And he was like, I lived in Alabama. I got a cousin that still lived down there. And he said, I've lived in 48 out of 50 states across my life. I was like, cool. damn, how long was you live? Was you living everywhere? Three months? <laughs> like, how did you? Yeah. <laughs> but, but it was a good-ass conversation, man. It, it was a, enjoyable in terms of communicating with the people. But what you, you can go back to your point. I don't remember what it was. I just I got I got I got hyped. I'm sorry, Emerald I'm City Fish and Chips is so good, man. That's why I'm like, man, like I might have to go there today. But um no, I think what I was gonna say about it is like um shoot, I don't even know. It was something about with liberalism and you know, being in a place like this where um I think you were saying that there weren't Liberalism doesn't necessarily him understanding the definition of liberalism. I think that's what we were trying to get to. Oh, not, include yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so one of like the like you know what somebody might consider like a crazy lefty, right? Like the kind of people that are like way far left. And he was like complaining about stuff, and it was like, and this is wasn't my candidate. Like I'm not, so I'm not gonna vote for Joe Biden. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, look, man, here like to the point of like trying to get things younger and trying to change things is like. Stop just sitting here and complaining on Facebook or complaining at like a little community event about it. Like if you don't like it, like the city council, anybody can run for city council. We got a dude I just voted for. He looks just like Mr. On Point. His name is Chikandi Salisbury. He's running for the district right here. He's a, he was a he's a local community leader. He's born and raised, grew up here and went to Rainier Beach High School, which is a black ass high school right down here. That's where all the athletes come from too. They got like like Jamal Crawford from the NBA. He he's from there, he from there and everything. Like so and he's been he's he's lived born and raised like you know 40 years he's like he djs local events and stuff like that so and he's running for city council and like it's like you know that's the that's what you got to do like you know he realized he's he's never really gotten into politics but he figured now is the time for him to get into it because you know he, he wants to try to actually affect the change that he wants to see he's tired of seeing the same kind of candidates come in and not really really focus on the neighborhood and like and as i was telling this dude i'm like look man if you don't like it like you should run like what like you know unless unless something's stopping you you know th if you financially you can't afford it because you know you need to make sure you're paying your bills taking care of your family but like that's that's what i would tell folks who keep complaining about the democratic party is like stop just complaining about it run for it and change it you got we got to change it from within you know what i mean because you're not we're not going to be able to get that super grassroots movement of some new like socialist democratic you know democratic socialist party it's all of a sudden going to like sweep a bunch of seats like it's just yeah. you, you know it's, it's the but you can you can like we're doing now like joe biden's got all this these task force stuff environmental all this stuff that like any other democrat 10 15 years ago wouldn't have as their platform and it's because that's what the constituency is asking for exactly. and so it's incrementally moving in that direction you know what i mean he's a he's a primary him and kamala harris people who criticize kamala harris as being you know from being the 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 attorney general in california both of them support right now, you know, like decriminalization of marijuana and amnesty for, for low level marijuana offenses and stuff like that. They're trying to like that's part of their official platform, which even that wasn't even part of President Obama's platform. And I love President Obama. You know what I mean? Like, so that's the point that like we're trying to make, you know, is like the things get things progress over time. President Obama didn't support gay marriage when he first was running for office. And then over time, he changes mind, progress, you know, you grow like. So that's like is when people are criticizing, even when they're criticizing Joe Biden, like, well, 30 years ago, he supported the crime bill. I'm like, yeah, and he, he thinks it's a mistake and he grew over time. And now he's trying to like, like you can't just president. throw people away because they're. He was only for black president. We need to understand that. Like, you could definitely change working with a black man. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you know, you, we got it. We got to be a, a little bit like we can't always sit here and wait for the perfect candidate. Nobody's perfect. People, human beings are not perfect. And so. What I if if they haven't been like like there's nothing there's nothing that I disagree with like AOC on at all. So from the beginning of her career until hopefully she runs for higher office one day, I'll be like, yeah, I agree with everything. But not everybody has. But what you hope to see is that there's been a progression or a change or an evolution over time to where somebody can say like like Hillary Clinton did, like yeah, me saying super predators was really messed up. Like I, I messed up on that. And so here's the steps I'm going to try. I've been trying to take over time to do better. And like, I'm going to continue to do better for you 
that's that's what you hope to see. And then you don't just throw them away and not vote. You say, okay, I'll take you at your word that you're going to change and put you in office. And then if you don't do it, we'll vote your ass out and vote for the next person. Like, so, you know, because otherwise, because guess what? On the other side of it, they're 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 steamrolling ahead, trying to block all the legislation on Mitch McConnell's desk and trying to get Roe v. Wade overturned and trying to overturn. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's that's what we have to people need to realize what you're up against, which is like incremental progress, even if incremental progress feels really painful and doesn't feel so great. Or absolute train wreck regression, like like total on like. So it's like, bro, we only have two choices here. Like we gotta, like you know, it's like it's like you're saying, Eddie. Like we got, you can't just be single issue right now. Like you gotta, you know, maybe put a couple of them in the box for now. Let's focus on the one which is like not going back to like 1940s America. You know, 1930s. I don't want to go back to Jim Crow. I never lived in it. Did a lot of studying on it. It sounds really terrible. My grandparents <laughs> lived in it. It sounds really terrible. Like, it sounds like it was hot garbage, right? Really don't want to go back to anything close to that. So, like, I'm going to take the step right now, put this old dude in here so that we can stop the damn bleeding and then focus on what we do the next over the next four years, get that policy push, you know what I mean? Like, focus going forward and then, you know. Because same thing. He ain't going to be president forever either. You can't yeah. be. You get two terms or you're going to die. And then and then you got you to gotta move on and, like, and and keep trying to make the progress happen little by little, yeah. but you know. Well, you know, I just you know to wrap it up because you know we yeah we had like three out there. Hell, <laughs> uh, hey, it's, it's tough. I talked to y'all. I I talked to y'all about about how y'all feel. We should roll it out in a minute, but I only know several things about Ice Cube. I know that he had a good day one time. I know that he uh <laughs> like he plays himself in movies with kids. And I know that he don't know what the fuck he's talking about with this goddamn shit. Yeah. You know, he, I think that he, the thing I hated about Q and what made me be like, I don't want to hear nothing he got to say is that in all his interviews, he made it sound like he did some level of research that nobody else have access to that made his knowledge superior to anybody else who could do it. With his platform and when he was questioned about it on the roland martin show he he was looking at a screen reading it off you know the best thing he could have done was find somebody that's a better talking voice for him and to communicate his shit the way that it would have sounded good for somebody to do outside of him you know but at the end of the day on the radio show you know the the host asked you know if you had an opportunity to meet would you and you know some of them say yes i would because we got to have a seat at the table and I'm like, man, if, if that seat at the table was like, have y'all seen the island? Yes. If your seat at the table is like what they do at the island, if your seat at the table is really you finna get fucked up, yes. you know, or it's a movie, I can't remember the name of it, it's a movie with Ice-T where these rich people invited him into their life and, and groomed him and stuff to really take him out to their hunting grounds. They're actually doing the same thing Ice Cube is. He's meeting with the Republican Party, too. Yeah, well, to... uh. In the movie, they took, they groomed him. And he was homeless. They groomed him, gave him money, took him to these hunting grounds to really hunt him. You know what I'm saying? It, and I feel like that's what you're doing when you come to the table with this administration. I don't give a fuck about black people coming to the administration before this to talk shit. I don't really care about people going to the administration after this. You know, as long as the person who you're talking to ain't somebody who has actively done something to disenfranchise blackness. Like, if you didn't know, Trump used to clear his casino floors of black dealers when racist white people came in there. He mm-hmm. didn't rent to black people. He took out the pay. Like, it's, it's a laundry list of mm-hmm. things he's done to show that he don't respect black humanity. And that's not somebody that I can sit at the table with and talk about black shit and believe right. that he's interested or would possibly even do something about it. Even if he wins with all the pressure on the black community helping him get in, I don't think he cares enough to do something. I think he's conniving enough to say he'll do it and not do it because it's something he really don't give a fuck about. Mm. So, but that being said, look, I appreciate y'all for not only being on the show, but for (laughs) fucking being on this bitch an extra hour, goddamn. Like, like we in here. But the conversation was too good to not have. And we're going to have to 
one, you know, Colin, you know, you welcome anytime. But see, we gotta have to get you on, so it's gonna be so it could be two women versus one dude in these conversations. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a great. <laughs> different dynamic. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that'll be an interesting dialogue. But uh, do y'all have anything else on your minds before we roll out? Uh, y'all could uh, see if you could throw your contact and your podcast stuff out there. Again. Shameless plug in. Um. I am from the Let's Not Let's Not Go There podcast. Again, you can follow us on Instagram. We're trying to get our numbers up. Um, we talk more about a relationship in a more comical fashion than they do here on the podcast. None of neither I nor my co-host are experts. We don't have a we don't we don't know nothing. We really don't. And we say actively on the podcast that we you're gonna either get some of the best advice you've ever gotten in your life or some of the worst advice you've ever gotten in your life. But you're gonna definitely be entertained. Um we do talk a lot heavily about sex because we feel that um, the black community does not, we don't really talk about sex in a way that is favorable for men and women in a way that it's not demonized. We're always demonized when we talk about our relationships with each other. So we talk about that a lot on the podcast and we talk about it in a very funny way. Some of the stuff that we say is absolutely wrong off the wall. Probably you're probably going to be pulling your hair out. Like, I wish, why, why would they say that kind of stuff? But it's funny. And it's definitely, um, we definitely want you to follow us. And also you can follow me or my co-host, um, FM Live. He has an Instagram and a Twitter. And my name is Sid the Twin Kid on Twitter. I do have some styling things, but I'm not going to plug them today. <laughs> yeah, I just got nothing. So I'll just channel my the inner red when you say, <laughs> you have anything else on your mind? I said, I do not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, until we come in the next conversation, we out. Peace. Holla. <laughs>